Good evening, listeners. Yes, it's me, Akib, on my own today. My uh, co-presenters have not bothered to turn up on this what could be the last ever lacking content show. So, as I look upon the opposite side of this controlling mechanism, I I have planned a very exciting show for you today. Um, I've tried to sound a bit like Ukba. But it's not working. Oh, oh, they've rained on my parade. Did you see us Have they? Up? And I ran in quickly and I asked the studio engineer to set me up. And I'm just trying my very best to speak like Ukbar. How profound am I? Right, do you want to come and sit over here? No, you stay there today, No, 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 no. You, you know what? You look good. You genuinely look good. Look good on this side. Yeah. Okay, I've made a little introduction. Right. I, I've told them that this could be possibly the last show. The last ever lacking content show. I don't know, you see. It genuinely depends on what happens in the new year and whether we, we actually get physical time to meet and record this. It's really nice looking at both of you uh, from Isn't this nice side of the, of the fence. How does it feel on that side of the table? I really not, I don't like my neighbours at the moment looking over this fence. Mm. Yes, mm. I mean... Is we the grass greener on our side? No, Barbara? it's a lot greener over where I'm sitting. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a call. I right then. My phone inside. You want to come back over here? No, no, you carry no, on. No, no, it's okay. You, you can come back to your seat. Because <laughs> he's, <I'm> he's, <laughs> he's feeling uneasy in this strange position. I was very comfortable before you arrived. I have to say one thing about being here on this side of the table. You know, I'm nobody relaxed. on that side. I'm nobody where you're We're all in different positions Exactly. Today. It's, re- it's really it's strange. It's a good game well, we well, What's your favorite position? Oh, my favorite position? Yeah. And that'd be telling. No, no, as in like, would you, would you like this? Do you like this? Do you like where you are right now? What's, what's well, he doesn't want to say. He being, a, be being a producer, yeah, I right. like to be in control of all the switches. The thing is that here, there's just three faders that we well, need to touch. What's so funny? Uh, I think it's your, your mannerisms. Yeah. That, that some like, of the, you know so some of the non-verbal you know cues that you're giving us right. are quite suggestive, I would say, without you realising. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay. It's like you look like a Cheshire cat with that grin. Just like, I'm in Is control. He, that's what happens uh, when you sit on the throne. Uh, I tell you what's really disconcerting because throughout the throughout the show recording, I'm always looking at the time and I'm looking at the way. I'll tell you what hasn't changed. What hasn't changed? My the speaking. fact that you still speak quite a lot from that side. Well, you know, I'm in control today. Power's gone to somebody's head. I'm telling you, it's really nice <laughs> sitting sitting here with all this power. Do you like the power? It's about 240 volts, I think. Well, look, there's some exposed wires over there. If you want to touch it, right then, come back over here. All right, fine. Okay, right. Normal order, uh, Mr. Torwood. You know, what, I would get into a double seat. Come yeah, well done. Shift over. Have they supplied me with it? Yep, they supplied some headphones. That's good. You didn't even wear the headphones, Barbara. Exactly. I, just I, don't need to, I don't need to listen I've to just my noticed. own voice. Okay, so I've just noticed that some of the some of the levels are, were wrong and now? we were shouting a bit. So uh, let's let's hope there wasn't too much shouting in I'm that. I'm sure so he can fix that afterwards. He can, yes. He's so a great. We'll go to Australia to get fixed post production. He's a ge- he's a great post producer. Mumtaz, can you just speak, and I'm going to test your levels. What with what I normally do, like I say, I hate everything. Yeah, yeah. Go on. I hate everything. Oh right, uh, try that again. I hate everything. Okay, so well, you're how bad is that? We're doing testing live on air. Well, live recording. It's not a live recording. You know oh, what's interesting, Mumtaz? We are, reco- we are live now. You're not, you're not live, Mumtaz. No, what Mumtaz is saying is that he, he's living in the present. He has chosen to consider himself live. Yes. At all times. Yes. 
you know, that's a very nice outlook. Uh, I need to, I need to explain last, to listeners. This is my last show, and I'm positive. Woo-hoo. Well, yeah, you're positive, but well, it might not be our last show. That's the whole thing. So, listeners, can you just check like every week to see if we're on air or not? Uh, I must insist now, and we should have done that when 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 Ishaq was was in the was in the room. That I must, I must. Uh, I must not, 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 not. What's the word I need? I must clarify. Uh, <laughs> Such a simple word you need, and you have to think about it. That we are not being thrown off air <laughs> because that would probably be the assumption by most people. Yeah, we're not being thrown off air. We're just uh, taking in, a sabbatical. And in fact, um, it might. It's it's just going to be our our level of commitment going forward because we are all quite. Uh, fine upstanding Seems like our level of commitment is going backwards, my uh, friend. Resp- resp- uh, in our, I mean, in our daily lives, we are quite fine upstanding, responsible citizens, aren't we? And we have various other commitments that we fulfill all the time. Uh, Mumtaz, I quite like your uh, fine, thick beard that you are, um, but I'm suspicious. I, I, because I'm quite I'm impressed sure with the level of, of black hair and, yeah. and the lack of white hair. That's the no, thing. I, I do have quite a lot of white hair. I'm suspicious no, about this because because there's some grey bits here on oh, the yes. sideburn area. Yes. And then they sort of suddenly and suspiciously disappear. Yeah. Have you been using the old tar and toothbrush method? No, I've not. I reckon they just got lost in the foliage. Yeah. Mm, it's you know it's very I would say it's regal. You know there are certain beards that just look re- uh, they look imperial they look regal they they give the uh, the impression of of, king, does it keep you warm? of kingship no no it doesn't keep you warm well if it does i haven't noticed it do you reckon there's anybody who's ever woven a blanket using their <laughs> own hair I'm not talking about necessarily beard hair, but as in use their own hair, even from their head, as a fiber. Because ultimately, it's just apparently hair is it's a good insulator. The, the, the ten, but also is strong. The tensile strength of hair is apparently, if you if you were to replicate the cross-sectional area of a, of a human hair, it would be more. Uh, the tensile strength would be more than a lift cable, for example. So it's very strong, and that's why you know. Well, didn't they used to use horse hair in plaster and things like that? They did, yeah, but presumably to strengthen it. Because in my basement, yeah, uh, there is some very, very old plaster, and you can see little hair fibers in there. Talking about these materials, it could be um, not grass. Grass, does no mustards. There are no extractor fans down there. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, you know what? That reminds me of a material that I learnt about a long time ago. I think uh, a, uh, a a friend of mine, when I was studying history, was looking into. He was he he had a module on I think uh, one of the world wars, and he was looking into this material that did uh, they developed, which was called pycrete. Now you can Google it if you like. I think it's uh, PY P no. Y K. Yeah, go <laughs> I don't on. Why planning it? Because today of all days. Go on, Mumtaz. are away from us. I can't be bothered to even do that. Go on, Mumtaz. No. Uh, we'll we'll go into we a story. Summon Siri? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Pinecrete. Now, Pinecrete was apparently a mixture of sawdust and ice. And it was so strong. Yeah, believe it or not. It was so strong. And it didn't Sword, melt, by the way. Sawdust, sawdust and, and ice. And it was so strong that they were going to build ships out of this stuff. And the only reason they didn't, I think, is maybe because the war ended or something happened, and they 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 shelved the, the you know the development of that, and then some new material came forward that was better. Are you, are you finding? Hang on, he's he's just googled it now. Are you Very finding interesting, out? Interesting, actually. Pinecrete is a frozen ice alloy. Yep. Originally made of approximately fourteen percent sawdust. Yep. 
or some other form of wood pulp such uh, as paper. Yeah. And 86% ice by weight, 6 to 1 by weight. And it's very, very, very During strong. During World War II, Jeffrey Pike yeah, here we proposed go. it as a candidate material for a supersized aircraft carrier. Keep reading, Barbara. It's music to my ears. <laughs> aircraft carrier for the British Royal Navy. Right, okay. But you said it didn't melt. It didn't melt, no. And I've tried to click on the link to yeah. continue reading the article. Is it behind a paywall? No. And then I've got this. To all our readers in the UK, we'll get straight to the point. This, this is Wikipedia the, appealing. Yes. <laughs> we need some money. I have to say, um, people generally don't realize that Wikipedia is a charitable foundation. That's the first thing. It's not like one. Of, it's not like the other web giants who have, you know, they 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 have advertising revenue and they they make millions just from people's eyeballs <laughs> on their articles. I've Wiki- donated Wikipedia. Have you? Yeah. Uh, I would. We all use it. Uh, I, yeah, we've well, we've already discussed on a previous show how I referenced Wikipedia in my university essays and dissertation because the professors didn't know what it was in, in those days. So it has helped me personally, I could say, <laughs> um, to achieve my amazing goals, as you can see. And I'm anti vision of goal achievement, Barbara. <laughs> yes, excellent, yeah. excellent, yeah. Uh, excellent goal. You could say you my career uh, is likened to Pycrete. It's Excellent, but it's not used anymore. Very, very, very low thermal rate melting. Yeah. Uh, melting rate. Uh, so, so it doesn't melt, does it? That's probably. It does what, melt, but it's a very at a very, very, very slow rate. So you would slowly. Well, <laughs> how many years melt you got away into the sea? So if you've got <laughs> a car made of pinecrete, would that? Well, well, you got ten years before it just becomes a puddle. Do you want me to read on? I would like you to read on. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Okay, during World War II, Geoffrey Pike proposed it as a candidate material for supersized aircraft carrier for the British Royal Navy. Pike mm. features unusual properties, including a relatively slow Damn melting right rate. Damn right, it's unusual. Slow melting rate. Slow melting rate, okay. Yeah, Due it to melts, its low, the point, ther- low thermal conductivity. Well, I think the reason I thought they were, uh, just to answer Mumtaz's point, he said, if it, he said uh, and I quote, if it melts, what's the point of that uh, <laughs> <laughs> strange, okay, screwed okay, up so face? He, 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 here's the punchline, because right. it is a punchline. Go on. <laughs> It's, it's quite 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 ironic, really. Pycrete features <laughs> unusual properties, including a relatively low slow melting rate due You're to right. its low thermal conductivity, okay. as well as a vastly improved strength and toughness compared to ordinary ice. That's fine. These physical properties can make the material comparable to concrete. Also great. Yeah. So as I long as the material is kept frozen. Yeah, well, well, this is the thing, and I think the well, reason... If you did Antarctica, then fair enough, but what's the point no, no, of it this being is, but this in Sahara, but this Africa? Is, no, but this is why... I, I, Depends I th- what tropics you are sailing in. Exactly. I, I think that they, they intended this for use in ships uh, that were sort of from the North Sea upwards, you could say, so around Norway and these kind of Scandinavian, Scandinavian areas. Okay, that they makes were a thinking, little bit of sense. They were thinking, we can use pikerite here, it's not going to melt because it just won't get the chance to because of the overall, the, the overall temperatures, even in daytime time are quite low especially at certain times of year so I think there was a use for pikerite let's bring pikerite back let's shall we form the national lobby of pikerite but what would happen to the the months of the year where it's above a certain temperature would you buy an eco-friendly house made of pikerite bricks no if I was living in Scandinavia I probably would I wouldn't I think you would anyway Barbara yeah they haven't in fact I think somebody would very eco-friendly anyway I think am I really do you think so yeah I think somebody would sell you a house made of pikerite, Barbara, and then... And I wouldn't even know about it. You wouldn't, and then they would, <laughs> that person would run away. I only know when I check my bank balance. Yes, and the person yeah. who sold you the house would actually, be Mumtaz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. Wouldn't be running on gas, though, would it? No. Actually, I, you've got um, water heaters and... Yeah, I have. I want to get rid of them. Why? I, they just make my house look horrible. 
I think your house is lovely. Talking about houses, I went to Mumtaz's new house today, and I have saved yeah. his address that he texted me in the contact profile you in my phone. Come here, so what's the point? So, uh, but I was I was unable to go in because we were running late for the show, which is why you started without us. And it was a lovely journey back because Mumtaz pretended that he uh, he his car wasn't working today, so he texted saying, "I can't come to the show." No, I don't I, have a I, car that works. And and he he made the mistake of using the excuse, "I don't have a car," so I straight away replied on the group oh Montaz don't worry I'll pick you up <laughs> and there his his excuse was shattered into a thousand pieces so I, I did read the conversation and he was saying things like oh haven't we got guests today if you have don't worry about yeah, and me the I'll guests, be fine the guests cancelled yeah. just a shout out to our guests who cancelled so the guest was uh, I think we mentioned last week my wife and her um, her colleague and friend who were going to talk actually quite a serious topic about psychology but um, because of their uh, combined disorganisation and, and commitment uh, yeah and apathy towards the show uh, they completely forgot about it so when I s- sought to confirm their attendance they were like huh you what, what? oh you do a show you still do that show alright okay no that's uh, fine but the worst thing is that they requested to come on the show so they were excited at one stage just because they met after a long time and they had a conversation and you know they probably and think, they probably thought oh we could do a radio yeah, show yeah they probably thought that's oh, easy oh, my <laughs> husband uh, hosts a radio show maybe we can go on that show there must have been some kind of conversation I can't imagine what it would be and I, I wouldn't seek to assume what they said to each other but yeah I can imagine the conversation was generally quite low quality and um, they they then discussed this and said oh can we come on your show and we'll talk about this and this I said yeah of course you know we, we welcome guests this is excellent you know there's going to be some content on the Lacking Content show it's a nice departure and I reconfirmed with them last week they showed apathy then they were like oh yeah well yeah probably and I thought this is not highly probably. this is not a very professional response I did say to, to my wife today I said you know what if this wasn't interview on the BBC you wouldn't have forgotten like this would you you would have had that in your diary you would have been preparing material you would have been very excited about it and her response was yeah but you're not the BBC are you so I was put in my place by that comment we're not though are we we aren't, Barbara, but I would like to... No, but the thing is, we, why do we lessen ourselves? So what exactly. We, uh, my so what if we're not the BBC, but we're still a community of radio radios? Okay, Mumtaz. No, I am passionate about this. The thing is, it's like one thing I do no, not like. Go. One thing I do not like, just because it's... You can put those fingers away, Mumtaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gesticulating very harshly, Mumtaz. Yeah, they were, they were, they were yeah. the well, shape of a Well, what weapon. I would say is you need to lower the tone of aggression within your body language, mm. Mumtaz. I'll certainly try. Okay, off you go again, yeah, go on, go on, Carry on. That's my train of thought. No, no, you, you were <laughs> angry at my wife and hated her. No, not just that, but just generally... <laughs> not, I've got nothing against your wife at all. I'll uh, tell her you hate her, don't worry. Okay, that's fine. Even though I, it's like, how long have I known you? You've known me. Well, your wife, and I still don't know her And name. we died. Oh, yeah, you always get her name wrong. I do. And I, I think, I actually start to believe that you deliberately get it wrong, just I to slightly annoy genuinely, her. Genuinely, I, uh, I genuinely don't know her. I mean, her, her name her name is Shabana, which is a traditional... I genuinely a, thought it was Shazia. Traditional age. You call her Shazia always. Once or twice, you've tried to sort of make up for this and call her Shanaz or, or Shabina or something like this. Sorry, mm-hmm. Barbara, I didn't mean to name drop there. And, and and basically, um, uh, I've start, I start to believe that you actually do this deliberately just to generally annoy. That's one of the people in the world. I just cannot ever remember her name. To be fair to you, I, and you are a person who does stereotype um, uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't deny So that. I just assume that you, 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 your, your mind has filed it away as stereotypical. Uh, like everyone, every package, uh, well, stereotype is, is a jabin. Or something like that. Yeah, know, every uh, as uh, this is a this is mm-hmm. a stereotypical Asian name from say you know the seventies and eighties. Therefore, 
I'll put it in the folder that says stereotypical Asian names, and then I'll just use one of them when I see her. Yeah, but at least I'm consistent. You are consistent, actually, in your <laughs> error. Yeah. I don't dispute that. But you know what? She still responds to you, Mumtaz. That's Does an she? amazing. Yeah, I mean, oh I, my I, god. Uh, although, although you it's do like well, a sketch from only no, I tell you what though, he's quite good. He he's one of the, he he's ne- he doesn't tend to address her directly by name. He'll wait till she looks at him and then he'll speak, so he doesn't have to say to call out in any way. So he's very clever like that, Mumtaz. I like that technique. Really anyway, you, you're talking about how you hate her. Please carry on. I do not hate your wife. No, okay, go on. The thing is, is people who because it's not a national thing, they don't put the proper effort just because it's a, like a community-based radio station. Yeah. they don't think they need to put the effort in. I absolutely and agree with and him. And people say, oh, it's a small community radio station, so we don't need to be professional. Why not? Why don't you have to put your effort into it? I may not be. And a this is coming on. To, this is coming to you on the Lacking Content Show, uh, listeners, which prides itself on not preparing for the show at all. Absolutely. Mubtaz, yeah. what preparation did you do then in, uh, in, in anticipation of this show? No, 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 no. no. I, no in, in your, your defence, Mubtaz. If anybody's got a profession at the end of the day, yeah, if they think it's a community-based radio station, they don't really bother. But as you said, if it's the BBC, oh my God, we've got to make sure uh, the scripts and everything's... There's policy and procedure wherever you go. I, I actually happen to agree with you, Mubtaz, because... Uh, I remember when we were on the show, uh, you could say pre-2010, which is when we really used to, uh, um, you know, be on here quite regularly. We had a long stint of many years. Um, we were obviously less busy then. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, listeners, you, you have to understand that none of the presenters on the show actually get paid. We are doing this voluntarily. Um, but we had more time and we used to prepare minute by minute. Uh, I still have the show notes that we used to do. When I say we, I mean me, you, myself, because yeah. you used to just turn up in those days. I've, I've yeah. never prepared for it. I know you haven't. But that's one why we like you, Montaz, because you're off the cuff. Um, uh, uh, comments are valued by the listenership sometimes. Uh, by sometimes, I mean never. never yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. And I, and, and I think that if anything, our local communities need higher quality and more... Uh, you could say more effort put into their programming so that they actually... I'd actually say the quality's good, but the effort, I'd actually say. Mm, yeah, well, because, um, you know, it's it's nice for local people, uh, especially in the current climate, you could say, without mentioning anything further. It's nice for local pe- people to feel valued, and not just to feel valued, but to be valued, and therefore their feeling is correct because they are being valued. So that's a valid point, Mumtaz. It's probably the only valid point you've ever made on this show, and certainly possibly in your life. But we're talking about your house. I went to your house. It, uh, I couldn't tell whether it was nice or not because it was very dark evening. Yeah, I evening. did offer you in, but you said it was late. You offered uh, me to... Uh, now, considering we were late, he offered you know, me to come into his house and have a cup of tea or coffee or, or a beverage of my choice. I also had a cup of tea, Mumtaz. Thanks for offering. I yeah, think. but um, yeah, you did. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I'm that's, that's what I said. Thanks for offering. Unfortunately, we were running late, but we were running late for a strange reason, Mumtaz, which I was going to tell you before you got the phone call from your work colleague, which oh, we yes. can go into later. But um, we probably can't for various uh, GDPR no. reasons. No, no, so it's a, so a, it's genuinely a touchy thing. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, we we mustn't do that. Uh, and in fact, um, I didn't hear any of the conversation anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, the reason why I couldn't is because I received a call from a recruiter. Uh, and you know that the, the, you know recruiters can be uh, extremely uh, engaging and interesting people. They want Constant to gauge uh, what. Ca- <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> 
Mumtaz started mumbling in his breath as well. You know what? I think sometimes recruiters have a bad rep in the same way as estate they agents. They deserve it. Estate agents have a bad rep. Are you ta- as well. Are you doing the, the tarring with the same brush thing that we discussed before? All you know, you know, our show had to be edited for the past two weeks because of some of our, uh, shall we say, rather lax interjections. Just, just some. Yeah, just some just of them. Only two. And I'm not saying that I, I wasn't guilty of it as well, but I think we will have to tighten up, otherwise Ofcom will be all over us. Luckily, we are very uh, carefully edited and vetted. So. Yeah, it goes all the way to Australia. It to goes all vetted. the way to Australia for editing and vetting and comes back. But you know what? That's another beautiful thing because the whole reason it goes there is because a member of the community who was active in the radio has moved out there yeah. and is still volunteering to do it to yes. this day. What a nice chap Good that is. Ibrakar. Yes, a very nice chap. Luckily, because of his generic name, he can't be tracked down, so we can use his full name. But Mumtaz in future don't use people's full no, names. No, he's, he's, he used to be a um, station manager. He used to do a lot of roles. Yeah, he used to do a lot but he might not want to be mentioned now. You know, We haven't yeah. asked him, have we? Well, he'll edit it out anyway. And that's true, I won't yeah. say that I, kn- I know him from, Everybody uh, knows from, from college days. Do you know him from college days? Yeah, everybody we does. Together. I didn't know he was that old, but <laughs> <laughs> he looks quite young, actually. <laughs> right, so uh, so what was I saying? Yes, yeah, so I got the call from the recruiter, and because the call went on a bit, I had to sort of park up, and I didn't, I couldn't call you out of the house straight away. So so we were delayed slightly. So sorry about that, everyone. Um, but um, yeah, it it was very interesting because he said, "Look, I've noticed that you logged in to your uh, and there's a particular website. Um, uh, it's I can mention it. It's Read, but uh, there are others available. I think Monster is another one, and Indeed is another. And there's various job searching websites. They said I noticed you logged in, and I just thought we'll talk about what kind of opportunity you're looking for. And I and I, <laughs> I I can't remember logging in. I'm not looking for a job. I'm very happy with what I'm doing. So I said that to him. I said I'm actually currently not looking for any opportunities, and I'm very happy doing what I'm doing. However, because you're a recruiter and you and all kinds of interesting things come your way you couldn't help if there was solve, but mm. to start a conversation of course with somebody who just literally made up a reason to call you yeah. because he hasn't reached his targets for the month of yeah. course so he's going through the database of people who haven't logged in for a while yeah. made up a very valid reason to call you and say you haven't I've noticed that you have logged in Hence, starting the conversation. It's a very good sales technique, actually. Uh, no, no, so... So, so you started So I tried to delve a bit further. So I said, look, if, if a very compelling opportunity comes along, then certainly, you know, most people would, would consider any very interesting and compelling opportunity. But I told him, look, firstly, uh, my motivation and my the, the driver behind my work is not money because I'm just not about that life. I didn't say it in so many words, of course. I said it better than that. But yeah, so I said I'm not about that life because I'm more interested in the work being engaging and uh, worthwhile than I am about any particular band of compensation or remuneration that you might quote. Because that's the first thing they asked to say, what are you looking for? And I said, look, I'm looking to be uh, engaged and motivated. I'm looking for stimulation and I'm looking for uh, a challenge that is actually interesting to me. And he was like, yeah, but what salary do you want? So I said, look, the salary I want is as good as uh, as good as it can be, but that's not my main... Anyway, I digress. Um, surprise, surprise. In the end, we worked out that... Because I said, what CV do you have? I, he said, I'm looking at your CV here. I said, what CV do you have? He said, oh, I've got a CV. He goes, oh, actually, um, the latest experience on there is from 2017. I said, look, we are about to enter a new decade of this millennium. So it is quite old. And then I remembered that the reason why my name popped up on his screen is because 
I have been systematically changing all of my passwords for every single login. There's about five or six hundred of them, uh, which I keep in a secure <laughs> vault. Five or six hundred passwords, listeners. So, five or wow. six hundred. So I've been changing every single one of them, and I finished three. I actually finished the other day. So every single one of my five or six hundred passwords is now a unique and co- highly complex alphanumeric uh, password with different symbols in as well, oh, but, oh, which I have randomly oh, generated oh, two, using oh, an, oh, using a no, I've randomly generated using it. So I can't remember any of my passwords now. They're all in a secure vault. If I ever lose access to the secure vault, I will have to reset all of those many hundreds. Somebody of else will have access to it. Maybe the vault. Maybe, maybe the vault. But you know, you got to write things, something down somewhere, isn't it? But aside from um, keeping it, I keep them in my head. Yeah, but you've only got a set of two or three passwords, all of which I know, and so I log frequently log into your things, Barbara, don't I? But anyway, so now even I can't log in. So if you were to put your email in front of me, uh, sorry, put my email in front of me and say, "Go on, log in," I can't without consulting my secure vault. Anyway, I've done that for security purposes, but I realize that Reed must have been one of those, which is why his C, uh, system or CRM or wherever he's using has flagged up that I've logged in and I was getting that call. Anyway, I had a very nice half-hour conversation with him. He sounded like he really wanted to get away from me and I don't, think I'll, ever, I don't think I'll ever hear from him ever again. You like Can you imagine people? his manager said, so did we get him uh, signed up to the job or interview or anything? Because no, no, he was just telling me about his <laughs> life, really. You know what? I'm not yeah. going to say specifically what group it is, but it's like these people who come to your house and they want you to do something. Oh, there's quite a few of those, Mumtaz. I um, can actually point Mumtaz, to two. you know what I'm impressed by? I'm impressed that you didn't mention the particular group, and I'm very happy with you, and can you please not mention them for the rest I'm of this anecdote? I'm not going to say that. That's good, yeah. It's the, and then when you it's, engage it's the right con- one, you know he's dying to no, say no, no, it. No, 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 please don't. When you engage please into don't. a conversation and they want to escape, um, it's like that. Uh, I, I, I sometimes, I mean, there are all kinds of groups that knock on your door for different so reasons. I had somebody knock on my door a couple of weeks back who's looking to move into the area. And uh, because I live so close to city centre, you get the usual city centre vibes. And I don't think he, he realised what uh, kind of response. And the response, I will tell you after the break. Yes, Barbara, because I just gave you, see how professional that was. I just gave you a little indicator that we are going to have to go to a, an advert break now. And so we will... Uh, We'll be back probably after this. I could have told the story, you know. No, no, Barbara, because it's now.